Wednesday Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, Queens. Happy Monday to you. This is Queen Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day and, as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a huge success. Let us go to God in prayer for this week, for this wonderful time that we have added to our lives. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to wake up this morning and to have yet another day to accomplish our business dreams and goals. Bless us, O Lord, as we pursue being queens of our organization, action, and leadership. Let us not procrastinate, O Lord, on our business goals and our tasks, but let us be queens of action, steadfast, unmovable, and unshakable, Lord. We ask for a special blessing over those business women that might be struggling with debt, feeling alone and isolated and not sure which way to turn, Lord. Father, I can see them. I can see them right now, Lord, stressed out because their businesses are not working as expected. They're not sure whether they should go and get a full-time or a part-time job, oh, Lord. Father, help them. Let them know that you are there and that you did not put that talent and passion in them for nothing. Lord, bless them. Father, let them know that they are not alone. Give them inner peace and strength and send those resources, Lord, and others to them that can help. We thank you, O Lord, for all the blessings that you have given us, and we embrace and accept all those blessings that are coming to us in the future. Thank you for the Successful Woman Radio, Lord, and for all of the listeners that support the show, Lord. Continue, Father, to bless us and allow us to reach women on an international level that need the help. It is in Christ's name that we pray this prayer, Lord. Amen. Wow, what a a beautiful day it is here in my hometown, Atlanta. Uh, such a sunshiny day. The weather is kind of cool, but it is a beautiful day, and I'm very thankful. Pray for me. Keep me in your prayers as I've been a little bit under the weather, still not feeling as well as I need to be, but I am making strides towards that. So continue to keep me in your prayers. Well, here we are in the month of March, and our theme all this month is connect Connecting the dots in marketing. Again, connecting the dots in marketing. And this month, I'll provide you with ideas on how to better connect those dots with your business and learn strategies and marketing for your business. Just to kind of give you a cap, a recap of our topics for this month, because you're going to want to be live on the show every Monday at 12 noon Eastern. Last week, we gave you how to find your niche audience. We talked a little bit in depth about that. You may want to go back and listen to that broadcast. Today, we're going to be discussing five ways to generate your leads. And of course, next Monday, our third Monday of the month, we're going to be talking about seven ways to increase your brand awareness. And then lastly but not least, week number four, we'll be talking about five best online platforms to market your business on. And this is a hot topic right now. We have a lot of micro and small business owners, those women who are 
let's say they're making up under that $1 million mark, many at the five-figure level that are wanting to rise to that six and seven-figure level. They're, they're wanting to know how do we get there? How do we become better leaders in our business? And so, of course, you guys are going to learn some new things about marketing that are very, very important. So make sure you have your pen and your notepad handy. I want to go ahead right now and let you know we've got a great uh, lineup for you today, five questions of leadership, of course. And then, of course, we're going to be talking about those five ways to generate leads as well. And then we're going to be talking about something that I've talked about um, prior in many of our shows, and that is the connection call. Exactly what is the connection call And how do you make the connection call happen? Well, guess what? Something that I've been promising for quite a while, finally got around to it, and that is I have a full report on how to create and and get those connection calls going. And so um, I think that you guys are going to like this. And, of course, this is a report that I created out of so many people just continuously saying, Trina, I'm trying to do this connection call thing right, but can you help me with that? And so what I've done is actually create um, a connection call instruction script for you to actually use. So if you are a member of Women About Biz, of course, you're going to be able to log in and you're going to be able to get uh, the connection call instructions easily. All you need to do is log in and go to marketing, and you'll be able to see that a little bit later today. I will say no later than 3 p.m. today. The article is up. I just finished reading it and putting some final touches to it, and I think that all of you are going to really like it. What I want to do right now, though, is I want to go over the connection call because it's so very, very important. You know, a connection call is a 20 to 30-minute phone or video call between two people for the purpose of each person, number one, getting acquainted with the other, learning about one another's business, number three, determining if there is synergy or possibilities to collaborate or help one another in some way, and four, possibly share some resources. So a lot of you are asking, well, where do we find these individuals? Well, let me just say this. If you are on social media, which 95% of you are, then you're not going to have any problems because many of you have at least 100 or more friends on the various social media platforms, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Okay, many of you have a lot of friends. So you have a lot of people that you can uh, go and ask for a connection call. But it's not as simple as just, clicking on every person's link and sending them an invitation. You really do have to go on a person's personal profile and look to see if they are someone indeed that you would like to connect with. Just blanketly sending out invitations to people that you really haven't taken the time to actually look at their profiles is really one of the ways to fail in connecting with other people. You really need to know who you're trying to connect with. And before you even connect with them, in addition, you also need to kind of have a profile of who would make a good client or customer for you, who would make someone, who would make a good collaborator for you, and who would be someone that you feel would be a compatible 
um, partner with you. Maybe they see the same target market, but they don't do exactly what you do. So these things have to all be ironed out before you actually do the connection call itself. But once you have that all planned out, then you're kind of ready to start inviting individuals for connection calls. Now, the beautiful thing about this is that, and this is where you probably should have your aha moment. I'm getting out my calculator because if you worked your way up to five connection calls times five days a week, that's 25 connection calls per per month, right? 20, I'm sorry, 25 connection calls per week times four weeks in a month. Usually that's 100 connection calls times 12 months. You're talking about possibly over 1,200 connections. Now, of course, not everybody is going to want to connect, but what I have discovered for myself is that I have a connection rate of somewhere between 85 and 90%. So that's a, that's a good connection rate. So again, this is a very, very good way. This is one of those ways that if you're tapped out on your budget, you're still responsible for being the ambassador of your company, you're trying to find ways to generate leads, to find collaborators, to connect with various people who might be able to refer others to you, then I would say you need to really take a look at the connection call itself. And so, of course, it's all things marketing this month, connecting the dots in marketing. Uh, I'm sharing this with you because we're going to be talking about five ways to um, generate additional leads today. But I wanted to specifically and individually share what the connection call is and actually how you do it. So, again, where do you find connections at? Who do you invite? Well, individuals who you have friended on your social media platforms, okay? Um, and Anytime and every time you meet someone, even if it's not online, whether networking, whether at a networking event or gathering um, information about others, if you feel there might be synergy and you found them to be pleasant or possess good spirit, then definitely you want to connect with them. I want to kind of give a description of who who tends who tends to be good people to connect with. Well, first of all. When you friend someone on the Internet and they reply to you in a timely manner, let's say within 24 to 36 hours, and they say, thank you for connecting with me, usually this is a very polite and courteous person. It's a part of their nature to be polite, and that's a good thing because that means these are types of people that have an open ear. They feel that it's uh, polite to listen to what someone is saying. Um, individuals who have a sweet or a kind spirit. Let's say you go to a networking event. They see you standing by yourself. They not only introduce themselves, but they kind of include you. They make you inclusive in the group that they are talking to, or they introduce you to other people. You know, they start asking you questions. Then you know that this is someone that you definitely want to be connected with, or at least that you would like to have a connection call. Now, online, you're going to invite them through your direct messaging system. Now, I've only ever did this on Facebook and LinkedIn. I've actually not tried this on um, 
Instagram yet. I haven't tried it on Instagram, but I have tried it on LinkedIn and Facebook, and I get great results, okay? So what you may want to do is just follow suit with what I've done. And for those of you who are more Instagram, then you may want to go through your Instagram friends and see who it is that you would like to invite uh, to a connection call, okay? So what happens during the connection call? What are you supposed to be doing, okay? Well, the first thing you want to do is you want to personalize a short script for yourself. Now, I'm going to read to you mine, and this is the one that I'm sharing in the instructions. I'll say, um, hello, use the person's first name to be personable. I'm Trina with Women About Biz. I noticed that we are friends on Facebook. Now, I'm just plugging in the spaces and personalize it with me and women about biz, but of course I don't say that in the script that I'm sharing in the article. Then I go on to say, I would like to invite you to a connection call, a 20-minute connection call where we can get acquainted and learn more about what we each do. So we don't play phone tag. Here's a link to my calendar. I look forward to connecting with you. Now notice that I've already given them a link to my calendar and I've told them why I'm giving them a link so we don't have to play tag. I don't say phone tag. I just say tag because these days you could be playing phone tag. You could be playing direct message tag. There are many ways you could be communicating with individuals. So I first send that particular script, okay? Then what I do is I set up a Google Sheet or database, and I put that person's name, a link to their personal profile page that I have reviewed, okay, and the date that I sent them the invitation so that I can go ahead and follow back up with them. So that's one way that I have, uh, that I've done that and worked very, very well. Now, the next one, someone accepts your invitation, you've received an appointment for someone to do a connection call, then who leads the call, Okay. If you're the person that initiated the invite, then you're responsible for leading the call always. So it's important not to be dry and unprepared or have too much silence going on between the talking. This is not the time to be shy. So here are a few points on leading the call. Always take the lead and call the person that you invited. After all, they have scheduled their appointment with you on your calendar, so you should have their phone number and email. Make sure that you set up a reminder and let them know that you'll be calling them. Next, always start off with a thank you, okay? And then start off with the following statement, and this is important, so that we make the best use of our time. This statement is very, very key because sometimes you will have a very talkative person or a person who sees that, hey, I can take real advantage of this and get this person to be my client, and I'm excited and anxious to tell this person all about my business. And before you know it, all of the time is taken up talking about that person. And when you hang up, you feel disappointed that you didn't get a chance to share. What that means is that you gave the person the, the leadership um, chair. That's literally what that means. So you don't want to do that. So you want to say to them, so that we make the best use of our time, let us each take three to five minutes to first introduce ourselves personally and share what we do as business women. So you want to get that out of the way right away. And then you even want to script for yourself your introduction so that it's meaningful, okay? I advise you to refrain from uh, what I call dragging points or, 
are are things that don't actually benefit the client. Stray away from awards you've made or I have this many clients so far or what have you. You really want to get to the benefit, okay? So you really want to get to the heart of what your business is about. It's okay to use statistics, but don't don't over uh, what I call statisticize. That means that you don't want for 30 seconds to say 5% of people do this and 5% of the people do this and then 10% of the people do. You don't want to do that. You just want to say, for example, well, you know, one of the reasons why I do what I do is because of a, a profound statistic that has touched my heart. Did you know that more than 80% of blah, blah, blah? And then, you know, you want to do it that way. And that's the only, only one statistic do you want to use. Or you want to start off with a question. Let me ask you a question. You know, uh, do you have a regular hairstylist or someone that takes care of your, your hair care for you? And they may say yes. And you know what you say of that? Oh, well, good. Do you have a backup? Because if not, I would like to be your backup. And then share with them the benefits. You know, my clients come to me because I'm a specialist in color and conditioning and helping my clients' hair to grow. And that's a big thing, especially if, if for example, you're a hairstylist and it's an African-American female. African-American females are very, very into growing their hair naturally. And so that's something you have to pay attention to. So, again, I'm just giving you examples of things that you want to pay attention to, right? And then after you have... Um, have created your script, have that uh, as a part of what I like to call your icebreaker um, worksheet that you have where you're going to keep that next to you to help you feel comfortable about talk, things to talk about and, and talking to that individual. Now, I will say this. Also, in being the leader of the call, it's always polite uh, to let the person who you invited first share who they are and what they do. Okay, pay attention to the time and then um, and then know when to politely cut in if they're going over time, know when to politely cut in and say, okay, that sounds wonderful. Maybe ask them one question about what they said or, or maybe repeat what they said so they know that you're not just brushing them off so you can hurry to yourself and then say, okay, wonderful. So, well, let me share what I do. Do that. In that, do it in that way, and you know everything will go smoothly, right? Now, if the person seems shy or very reserved, then you can use various questions um, to get the ball rolling. And I give you those questions in the instructions, you know. And then, you know, again, you want to share who you are and briefly describe your business. So I give you all of those steps in the connection call instructions. So again, the connections the connections call is very valuable. I think it's something that people don't use as much because everybody is so focused on um, on the internet that they have this tendency not to realize that people still need human touch. People still enjoy speaking to one another, especially women. Women still want friendship. Women still want connection. And if if your target market is female, then you should know that women are still into building uh, valuable relationships and talking with one another. And always know this, 
whenever you put the emphasis on the other person, then I think you will always have good results. If you keep the emphasis on yourself, if you're selfish and networking and it's always just about you and your business, then you are not being a good steward over your networking connections, okay? So don't forget that. And last but not least, as we talk about the connection call, the one thing that you don't want to do is you don't want to overpromise and you never want to tell somebody that you want their service just to get them to use yours. That's a no-no. If you can't use their service at the time, you basically just say to them, oh, wow, your service sounds so interesting or your product sounds really interesting. At this time, I can't use it, but I've talked to so many people. Is it okay if I share your product or your service with them as I go about my networking from day to day? Is that okay with you, right? And then on social media so that they know you're paying attention to them, make sure you like or give them a heart and post and different things that they make uh, so that they know that you are connecting with them. So very, very important. Determine at the end of the connection call if the both of you would like to do a follow-up call. Um, that's very, very key. If you're in the same city, consider meeting each other for lunch. That's also uh, an option or a possibility as well. If you attend, uh, if you're local and you attend networking events, invite the person to your networking event. If not, and you do virtual networking events, you know of things that are happening online that they may be interested in, then invite them along with you as well because it, it makes good conversation where you can go back and follow up and ask them how did they like it or what have you. So, again, these are just ways that you can better connect with individuals. And, again, as I said before, sometimes, you know, these individuals will become uh, a client of yours. Sometimes they will become collabor collaborators with you, right, um, connecting with you to do different projects. And then sometimes they will refer others to you simply because they really appreciate it, you know. Last but not least, you know, think about honesty, think about integrity, think about authenticism, and you will be well on your way to doing really good connection calls. It's 1222 after the hour. This is Queen Trina, and you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. So glad that all of you are listening to the show today and that hopefully you are taking good notes on that connection call. If you're not a member yet of Women About Biz, which is our main website, you definitely want to visit us at womenaboutbiz.net um, and then click on join and become at a minimum our free bronze member, right, where it allows you to have access to our articles and other things that we are doing within the network itself. Moving on, I want to go right into the five questions of leadership. Again, the five questions of leadership. This these sets of these set of questions, and this is something for those of you that are new to the show, you know, you're going to hear me go over the five questions of leadership over and over again each Monday. Each year, there's a whole new set of questions. So these questions are pretty new right now, but here's how it should work. You should ask yourself these questions as often as you need you taking some type of action and having to implement something 
to improve or enhance your business, right? So that's why these questions are very important. They help you to hone in on your leadership skills, and they help you to become that leader that is tuned in to their business. Here's question number one. And don't forget, question number one has five components. Question number one is, have I set my business foundation? There are five components to this question. Have I set my foundation? Component number one is in legal structure and setup. Have I set up my LLC? Have I set up a tax EIN? Component number two is have I set a strategy for my business? What do you want to experience in your business this quarter? What will you do to support your vision and goals for your business? Number three, still dealing with component number two, strategy. Number three within strategy is how will you implement the task to support your goals? And then number four, and core number two strategy is who will you delegate to? That's so very important. Here's, here's the third core part of question one. Have you formed your power team? And then core number four, have you developed an automated marketing system? And then core five, have you pre- are you prepared to receive the money? And this one is very key because, you know, you can do everything right in business, but if you don't have a way to receive the money and make it easy for people to pay you, then it becomes a problem. So there are four areas of being able um, to receive money. There's business checking, your bookkeeping system, your merchant account, and your cash flow analysis. Now that we've finished with question number one, and remember we gave you core four, I'm sorry, five core parts of question number one that all fit within setting that foundation. We're now moving to question number two and the five questions of business leadership. What are my top three business goals this month? Okay, what are my top three business goals this month? And then question number three, do I have my power team in place, right? Now, we asked you in question number one, as you're forming your foundation, have you formed your power team? And I come right back again in question number three, have you, have you put that power team in place now that you've formed it? Number four, Am I being consistent with my marketing and communications, right? If you, said you, if, you, if you have set up an automated marketing system, which is a vital part of marketing, then you should have created some consistency. It's only when you create consistency that you get results. Now, those results may either be in your favor or they can work against you, but at the end of the day, here's the situation, Right? Here's the situation. At the end of the day, your results are going to help you fine-tune and improve, and therefore you have to be consistent in order to do that. Here's number five. On a scale of one to ten, what's your belief level? This is, in my opinion, the most important of all of the five questions of business leadership because Everything is hinged on your own belief. If you don't believe, then it's going to show every single day that you are in business. And it's important for you to understand that your belief level is definitely tied into your actions. So when you're not taking actions, when you're not doing the things you're supposed to do, 
you can't really question yourself and say, why is this business not successful? Why is this not going on? You really have to go back and take a look at yourself and look at ways that you can improve your leadership skills, your organization, and your delegation skills. You have to go back and you have to look at that, right? If you're taking action, then you should see goals being accomplished, should do items marked complete on your checklist, and you should be moving forward in your business, not backwards. So there you have it, the five questions of business leadership. They won't lead you astray. They will definitely help you to become a fantastic business leader. Again, if you just tuned in, you're listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. I'm Queen Trina Newby, your host and business success coach. For those of you that are new to the show and you're wondering what we're all about, well, first of all, let me just clarify for you that you may hear me uh, referring to myself as Queen, and you may hear me connecting and, and referring to you, the listener, as Queen. What is that all about? Well, you are Queen of your own empire. In other words, you inherited the right to be queen from God. You sit on the throne of your empire. You have the talent and the potential to do something quite incredible and great in your life. And God doesn't want you to procrastinate on it. He doesn't want you to be slothful on it, but he wants you to be a woman of integrity. He wants you to be a woman of action, right? And so therefore your empire represents all of those incredible things that you've created, your business, other or uh, nonprofit organizations, uh, real estate that you may have, uh, real estate that you want to have in the future, you know, um, different things that you are doing in your life as you are moving forward. All of those things are part of your empire. Even when you bless the lives of other people, that is a part of your empire. And the beautiful thing about that is that as you create your empire and as you have results with your empire and God is blessing your life, it allows you to be a living testimony for God that you definitely can live a life and you can live it more abundantly, right? And that's really what we are. We are God's purpose and to be living testimonies here on this earth. And the beautiful thing is that we get to experience it all and we're blessed in the process of being that living testimony. So let us all keep that in mind and let us all consider ourselves queen. Let us all consider ourselves um, the person who's in authority and control over our own lives. Um, Successful Woman Radio has always been about motivating, encouraging, and inspiring other women to create a successful life, generating the income that they desire. And if that's you, we invite you to come back every Monday at 12 noon Eastern time and be empowered with information that you can put to use right away every day. I'm so glad that all of you are listening to the show today. And again, I know there are some people who are probably still a little bit lagging because time did change here in the U.S. for most states. And uh, the show moved up an hour, right? So we're at the 12 o'clock hour on Eastern Standard Time. And so I am going to think that a lot of people might have missed it because uh, they forgot to to change their, their clocks. So hopefully they will be able to listen to the broadcast. So what I want to do right now is I want to remind all of you that if you did not pick up your copy of Making Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits by Joyce Meyer, 
make sure you get a copy of that for yourself and put that in your success library. I have had so many emails and texts from people saying, thank you, this book is really helping me. And if you're one of those people that you don't like to admit that you've got a lot of habits that you need to break, but you know you do, you've been procrastinating, you know, you're not where you need to be as a woman uh, who is leading her life, uh, you, you, you know, you, there are things that you want to do, but you have not taken action on those things, and you know that you have the talent and the potential to do it, but you just need a push. This book is one of those books that will really push you to do that. That's why I love it so much. It has helped me for sure. And, uh, again, that's Making uh, Good Habits, Breaking Bad Habits by Joyce Meyer. I will be introducing a new book coming up on next week, and I hope that all of you, uh, as we, you know, introduce a new book to you, Hopefully, you guys will follow along and get a copy of the book and add that to your success library, okay? Now, I want to go ahead and go right into our hot topic for today, five ways to generate leads. Again, five ways to generate leads. Last week, we talked about finding your niche audience, you know, uh, and we talked about that, the fact that drilling down and niching is a good thing. Um, because that is the only way that you can be competitive, and that will help you to really target and hone in on a specific audience rather than a general audience. You just can't say my target audience is women or my target audience is men. You've got to really build a profile and know exactly what you're targeting that audience for. And even when you have discovered your target audience, that niche audience, then you have to drill down some more when you're creating different services and products, um, because not everybody is going to need or want every single product uh, or service that you can provide, okay? So that's why it's important for you to know that you will always have to deal with drilling down um, and finding that right target audience. And one way to do that, again, is through surveys, through asking those questions uh, from people who have purchased a similar service or product from you. Keeping, keeping databases and keeping records and information is so very, very important. Okay, so um, let's go ahead and move on to five ways to generate leads. You know, constant lead generation within your business will keep the gears turning, right? But exactly what is lead generation? Let's answer that question. Let's define that. Well, lead generation is when businesses strategically implement ways in which they can build interest in their products and or services in hopes that those interested will become paid customers, right? So it's basically creating awareness for your business or brand. However, before focusing on generating leads, there are two steps to ensure that you are being efficient. You must ensure that, number one, you develop your brand and you definitely define what it is, right? And then number two, identify your target audience and your target market. As we said earlier, the difference between both is that your target audience is a specific group of people that really have similar purchasing traits, right? While your target market is the entire group of people you would like to advertise to, that you would like to promote to, 
right? After this, it's time to develop your strategies for attracting customers or clients to your business. So here are five ways to generate leads. Now, if you're talking about online, Facebook is really a good place to start. It's one of the most effective and familiar ways to generate leads, especially with its integrations with Instagram. A free option is organically posting content on your Facebook page to attract people to look at what you have to offer. However, if you are willing and able to pay for ads, Facebook ads also has a a lot of targeting tools that you can use, including sorting your audiences by age, location, and interest. There is also an option to boost your post so that it reaches a larger amount of people within your target market. So keep in mind, Facebook ads is not something that you just go haphazardly do, like, oh, I heard Coach Trina talk about Facebook ads, so therefore, let me just go and do one. No, you've got to really learn. You've got to first say, who am I targeting, right? And then how do I actually begin to put face, do Facebook ads? Well, guess what? You may not have known it, but Facebook actually has a Facebook Academy, and you can look it up on Google, um, or you can look it up right there in Facebook Help. But it's called Meta Blueprint, okay, free online training for Facebook users. Again, Meta, M-E-T-A, you guys remember they kind of changed their name there, Meta Blueprint, free online training for Facebook, okay. And so there are self-guided courses that will help you build your marketing skills actually book. And you guys really need to to take a look at this because it's a really good system that Facebook has developed. So they're telling you uh, and giving you some core ways to market yourself on Facebook. So definitely take a look at that. I just had someone to text me and they wanted me to repeat it again. Okay, so the training on Facebook, right, is called Meta, M-E-T-A, Blueprint for Online Training. Facebook. So if you put in Meta Blueprint on in Google, I'm sure that it's going to bring it up for you. So check that out, Meta Blueprint. And again, it's a series of online courses that teach you how to actually market yourself on Facebook. So that's a big deal. So this is something I know that they had in the works. They finally finished it. They've had it out for a while now. Uh, and it's a good opportunity for you to really learn about Facebook and how to, how to properly market on Facebook itself. So check that out. Here's number two, write blogs. If you don't have a blog for your website, a blog gives you the opportunity to really be the expert. It's a great avenue for interested persons to find out more about your, your authority, your knowledge, your expertise in the business, as well as answer questions that customers or clients may have. This is where you can also tie in search engine optimization as well, because when you blog, you don't want to blog about irrelevant things that are not relevant to your business, but you want to blog about things that are relevant to your specific business subject, right? And when you do that, when you blog about specific things that are relevant, then it helps 
you to get found easier on the search engines. Blogs give you the option of sharing pictures, videos, articles, infomercials, just so many things. It's a, it's a great way to boost lead generation. I think more business women need to use blogging, but I think it intimidates a lot of women because they feel that they don't know how to write articles or they don't have the time. And so, again, we're going to be giving, giving you some resources about writing your own blog and, and how, how to get interested interesting topics, and, and we're, we're even going to talk about something that's hitting the internet very heavy, almost like a freight train, and that's chat, um, chat API or chat GPT, which is uh, automatic artificial intelligence and um, how it can actually write articles for you and help you to market your business. So we're, coming, we're, we're getting this information as fast as it's coming out on the Internet, and, and uh, as we use it and test it out and try it, we're going to share it with you, the members and the listeners of uh, Successful Woman Radio. So we've talked about writing blogs, which was number two. Number three is run traditional um, ads, okay? So this just depends on the type of business that you have, right? But television ads or radio ads may still be very useful depending on what your type of business is. I know cable advertisement can be very cost efficient, but it's not for every business. And I caution you, I want to say that again, it's not for every business, but if you're generating income already, you're looking for a way to really venture out there and get the word known, brand your business better, you do have a marketing budget, then you may want to talk and get at least a consultation on cable advertising. Talk to some of the salespeople in cable ads who can um, assist you in your local area or in a particular region, right? While your business may be in the startup phase, you may um, need to use more modern options like social media, but if you are also uh, let's say your business is local and you're more interested in local advertising, then I would say cable advertising is something you might want to take a look at doing. When your business has grown to a certain degree, you may add television and radio ads that will be reaching a broader audience, okay? And if you're saying, well, everybody's going to the Internet, well, guess what? The Internet is going to television. Facebook is marketing meta on the Internet, Instagram, um, um, TikTok is marketing on, on um, television. Um, a lot of, of, uh, of Internet platforms are now utilizing television to push people over to the Internet. So I find that very interesting, but it's true. And a lot of people that use a lot of television advertising is now going over to the Internet. So, again, that's making TV advertising have this, that's causing them to have to cut down low on some of those advertisement rates. But I do know, and I have used cable advertising before. It's been a long time, but it was effective. So, again, there's a lot of, uh, of ways that you can market your business utilizing TV and radio. It just depends. For radio, Radio is very good if it's something uh, if it's if you're going to be able to repeat the marketing uh, for at least uh, six to twelve times, and uh, it's something that you want to announce or you want to pinpoint on a particular product or service. Then radio advertisement might be good. It just depends, right? So you never, again, in marketing, you never want to jump and do something before you've done your due diligence and make sure that you check things out. Here's number four: use email marketing. 
okay? And this is very important. Email marketing is still considered probably one of the most primary ways to organically market your business. Here's the thing, okay? And I'm going to preface that with these three things. Number one, you have to have a up-to-date mailing list. Number two, not just any kind of mailing list, but these individuals have actually opted in to your mailing list. They want to hear from you, okay? And then number three, you have been consistent with your marketing, right? You've been consistent with it because email marketing is not going to work for you if you, have, if, you, if you all of a sudden create a new service or product and all of a sudden just want to market to people when they haven't heard from you in ages. That's not going to work. You have to be consistent and persistent with email marketing. But once you have leads, prospects, and even your current clients, then you can share information on your new products and your services. You can send out weekly newsletters and helpful tips and resources and add value by, you know, offering uh, free resources and uh, like reports or like samples. You can, you can do that. Email marketing can drive traffic to your website so customers can see right away what you have to offer and give them a reason to actually come back. Okay, email marketing still works. It's still considered the top, one of the top three ways to market on the Internet. Don't forget that. Number five, offer discounts and deals, right? Well, here's the thing. I think that as you're trying to build credibility and add value to your customers and your, or, your, or your clients, look, you've got to give back. You've got to give them something, you know? Most people, if not everyone, is interested in saving a dollar, right? Running ads on social media that display your current discounted options and products can draw customers in. So you can also offer the same discount uh, via special email marketing campaigns. Ensure, okay, when you are uh, when you're offering these campaigns that you make it easy. If people have to visit your webpage, make it easy for people to boldly visit your website. Make sure that it pops up the same advertisement that they saw on social media or the same information when you, you gave them a link to click on, make sure that it's a pop-up on the website so that, wow, they don't have to hunt, hunt it down. Better yet, create a landing page, which is that single web page that keeps them focused just on what you offer, okay? And that's very, very important. Make sure you use attractive, bright colors on your website, and make sure you draw people in to what you have to offer. You should always be enhancing your website, looking at it every, at the top of every month, what can I do to make my website better? How can I better enhance it? Every decision counts in business, right? Therefore, you have to be strategic with the decisions you make for your business. You have to be bold and truth that, of what you are offering, right? And you must be sincere in it. Once you believe in it, your customers are going to believe in it as well. This is very, very important. So, again, this was five ways to generate leads. I hope that you guys will want to go back and, and listen to this topic over again and even come up with some ways that, um, for, and cust that you can customize uh, to generate 
own business because not every business is the same. So these are five general ways to generate leads, but you can take it further and figure out new ways to organically generate those leads. And again, for those of you that are not familiar with that term organic, it just simply means you're coming up with ways to market your business without having to pay dollars for it. You may have to pay time, right? It may require time, initial time, but if you use the power of automation, that initial time won't be wasted. It would have been well worth the time that you have spent to properly set up an email campaign or to set up your social media campaigns to market your business and get the word out there. So I hope that you guys have enjoyed today's hot topic as we are helping you connect the dots in marketing all this month. Please remember, Queens, to mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 noon. And always, don't keep this good resource to yourself. Share Successful Woman Radio with others, okay? Let other people know about it. If you have a pen in hand, write this number down, 347-637-2589. Again, 347-637-2589. Write that down and get that information to other women who are seeking it. Because I have a lot of women who reach out and say to me, I don't have a huge budget, but at least I can listen to Successful Woman Radio and get some good information. It encourages me. It motivates me to move forward. And that's exactly why we are here. So by you sharing it with other businesswomen, you are blessing the lives. If someone says they're going to start a business, say, you know what? You need to make sure you listen to Successful Woman Radio. Or, hey, you need to go over to womenaboutbiz.net and schedule a free power talk. Trust me, it's well worth uh, worth the investment of time, you know, because remember, we give a free coaching session every year, one per year to any woman that requests it. And then, of course, Successful Woman Radio comes on every single Monday. This is our ministry, our give back, and our thank you for all of the years that God has allowed Women About Biz to be in business debt-free, I might add, and grateful for it. So again, um, make sure that you share that blessing. We're at the end of Successful Woman Radio, uh, you know, uh, closing out a little bit early. Again, keep me in your prayers. Love all of you with the love of God. Remember to be productive. Remember to take off your shoes of fear. Queen, put on your shoes of courage and step beyond your comfort zone because therein lies your success. Take care, everybody. Have a beautiful, beautiful week.